Milestones. Milestones. There's a reason I'm bringing this topic up. Oh. Would you like to know what it is? Would you like to guess? You should guess. I, I mean, is this like a certain number of uh, uh, next topics we've done? You're close, but no. The I mean, anniversary of us starting doing? It is the anniversary <gasps> of us starting doing next topic uh, exactly one year ago. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I feel good about milestones. <laughs> this is not how you feel about it. It's, that's, <laughs> that's the topic. Milestones. Um, do you, um, are the, you know, closely related to this would be anniversaries. Sure. But I think there's something different to milestones and anniversaries. I see milestones, um, it, it, anniversaries are something that obviously come around every year. Yes. Milestones are, uh, kind of connote a sense of achievement. Uh, you're right. And that right. like an the, accomplishment, the, the, the uh, com- you know, comes from the idea of marking each mile. Yeah. Right? So you're going to, it's however many you've, you've traveled. So and it's speak. like a marker in, right. yeah. And so, um, anniversary it, has a sort of cyclical nature to it. Exactly. And this could be, there could be, you know, our hundredth episode or our 500th episode. Those are milestones right. and they could take a decade or, uh, you know, uh, a month depending to, you know, to get to there. Yes. Um, so, uh, I actually do think milestones are important. I think there is something, and I actually think milestones are more important than anniversaries hmm. in a way. Um, so I'm not sure if if this being the anniversary of our first episode, I don't know if that's a milestone. It doesn't matter if we are, if this were our hundredth episode or our hundredth topic, right. that'd be a milestone. It's we're getting there. It's not quite the hundredth topic, okay. but um, it's you know we're 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 up in the what are we at the 60s or the 70s? You know, a lot of these things. Wow, not 60s, too bad, right? 70s, 80s, 90s, and today. Uh huh. Also, the idea that it's like a hundred, I mean, I know it matters. We talked about the cultural significance of numbers, but it's like, it's just, it's a hundred. It's just, uh, yeah, that's a big number. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> but I, I think milestones, I, I like acknowledging them. I like celebrating them. I yeah. like, um, what's a, what's a milestone you like to celebrate or acknowledge? Well, I mean, I think I'm thinking in life, um, milestones like graduation ceremonies mm. and, um, Right, you don't celebrate the anniversary of your graduation. You celebrate the graduation. That's the that's the accomplishment. That's right. the milestone. It's the milestone, right. and um, it's not the anniversary of when you started school. Right, right. Although reunion is a, a, a reunion's milestone. an anniversary. Yes, it's not a milestone. Right. It's not like, hey, look, we've accomplished surviving ten years out from our graduation. Right, and so I guess that's where, you know, maybe we need more milestones. Uh, as adults, because we have okay. milestones as kids. We right? have a lot of them. Um, Birthdays are, well, there, are there's big. Like, well, let's just talk about the childhood development, like early child development of like uh, talking and walking and yep. and, and yeah, first so birthday. You have a whole bunch and, in the first, first years. tooth and, you know, uh-huh. lost tooth and, yep. you know, and um, uh, and then first day of school right. and uh, all, you know, and then, you know, junior honor society, mm-hmm. uh, national honor society, getting your driver's license, getting your driver's license, yeah. graduation, prom, first prom, last prom, move, move, moving out on your own, living on your own. Yeah. Um, first bill in your own name. Uh, <laughs> right. Uh, and then eventually you get um, out into the world and you don't have that many more mi- like the I mean, ma- until it's you like start first having job children. and then, well, and then, first, and then children just kind of, then it becomes all the milestones, that milestone. you had, but yeah. then it becomes you as a parent. Okay, so let's so ignore those. Let's for a put second. those aside. But then, as an adult, though, the milestone of first job, right? You know, um, first apartment, kind of thing. And then first, yeah. uh, and then first house. If you, you know, that's a milestone for some people, right? Um, I mean, it was in a previous and, and era. then and then there's like a, a, a you know first wife um, yeah. or first husband. Mm-hmm. Um, there's first time you quit a job or first time you get fired or first time I don't know like first car accident, first car, <laughs> uh, first uh, political scandal, first plane trip. Um, mm. Uh, Do you remember the first time you were on an airplane? Yeah, me too. Yeah. How old are you? Uh, I, th- I, th- I'm assuming this is it because this is my. I have a very strong memory about it. Uh, we, I was probably ten or eleven. When we went to, we flew to the out west. We called it. So we flew into Denver, yeah. um, and then we rented an RV and we went to, from Denver to. Uh, Wyoming, Yellowstone, and Montana. Your, your father must have been very used to driving large vehicles. Yes, because my mother too. Because so wait, so they when I was dri- when I was growing up, my dad, I don't know why, I guess just you know, some mix of traditional gender roles, and he he liked it this way. Always drove, a hundred percent drove, except for you know if, if if both of them were in the car, he always drove. Right, the only time my mom drove is when it was it was just her, and the only exception I have any memory of is on our long road trip to and from uh, Florida for my uncle's wedding, where 
my dad had been driving for days on end, like long days. And at some point in you know the middle of the afternoon, I think he was just tired, and like it got. It was almost like my memory of it is that he got to a breaking point, and mm. mom was like, "It's just the highway in the middle of Alabama. I'll drive." And he like literally went to the back. We had this we had this giant suburban. <laughs> it's like literally a suburban, uh, and he went in the back and like slept. Because I, I guess like maybe they had been up the night before and and you know didn't sleep because we were all had everybody crammed into a motel room or something like that. But um, other than that, Dad always drove. Hmm. Um, but it sounds like, and I, I also don't think either of my parents liked driving big vehicles. Like they originally had a Volkswagen Golf, like a small small hmm. car, and then we had a Ford Taurus uh, station wagon. Um, Never had a minivan, hmm. although that would have been made sense. But I feel like there we had there was a there was like there was like a I don't know family assessment. Like my parents were like, we're not minivan people, whatever that means. <laughs> <laughs> we're station wagon people, apparently. You should have that conversation with them. Uh, when, when did they come upon that? Make that decision of you know yeah, what, what kind like, of like why why didn't you guys get a minivan? I don't know. Anyway, so you guys went out west. So we went out west, and that was my first time. That milestone being first time flying. Do you remember like? being very excited to be on the airplane oh sure and i remember uh my sisters uh were or they uh, were making friendship bracelets where they'd braid them you know with little fabric or mm-hmm. little st- strings uh and they would kind of pin them to the back of the seat and they'd make them and i remember uh the flight attendant gave us wings and uh i remember things like that and yeah. we looked at the clouds and we yeah. called them bodacious clouds oh really that was our word for them we thought <laughs> they, they are were, bodacious um that, that will date the story i remember being just um I couldn't be more astonished at the clouds. Mm-hmm. I was just like, we are in the clouds. Yeah, really. Yeah. In them. Yeah. Um, do you remember Wings, the TV show? I know of it. Oh, okay. So I watched a lot of Wings. <laughs> and like the opening. I think I've seen a couple of episodes. The opening credits, so I think they have them like flying in the clouds. And yeah. I was like, ooh. And I remember once seeing it. There's some TV show too where they, uh, they depicted flying up into the clouds as heaven. And obviously that's used a lot, but like the actual visual of it was, right. was very powerful. And I remember flying through the clouds. I'm like, are we going to heaven? Are we going to heaven? Um, What's it like up there? So milestones though, um, I think where you start running out of milestones until you get to retirement, right? Like there's not, um, so I, I, I've, yeah, what I've, milestones do you have? You, you turn 40, you're over the hill. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I guess you have birthday milestones, but uh, like, uh, Recent in recent months, friends of friends I've heard of I've heard of friends going to travel to their friend's tenure for getting tenure for a, a university job. Okay. So a tenure party or tenure celebration. Another, well, I forget what you call it, investor, where uh, friends uh, uh, a friend of a friend got became a judge, and so uh, it's it's a there a ceremony. I think it's called an investor. I guess promotions. Promotions are milestones. Yeah. You know, you're, you know, when, and people you finally people, get the keys to the executive restroom. Yeah. Um, oh, but see, then that then that commingles like who you are as a person with, with your corporate worth, which right? I'm, which I'm cautious about, right? But uh, yeah, there is this. Uh, so it's what milestones as you know, marking achievement. So it's like it, it, they are marks of accomplishment or achievement. So is that good or bad? You know, like we have to be careful about what does it mean to well, is accomplishments know, outside of work. Who um, cares? A hundred years, all new people. Yeah. Um, you know, the, yeah, yeah. It's like, we've been here for, as far as, you know, most of the, on any time scale beyond our time scale, you know, the time scale of, of human lives and generations, we've only, we've been around for a blip on, you know, geologic time. Sure. Is that where we're going to go? Yeah. Yeah. Milestones. So it's like, yeah, we're, we're, it's interesting to look at a, like, for example, they had, um, Peter Jackson, recently re uh digitally remastered and colorized world war one footage yeah they shall not grow old right in a way that there's something about the way he did it that that really humanizes it because sure. it doesn't feel he like he slowed it down the speed right yeah. you get the speed correct you get the the frame rate correct and then uh you colorize it like very um um carefully and so i the, think they added some sound effects and all that so right okay so but it, what it does is it humanizes sure that. um or you sometimes you'll just see you know, uh, photos of the era when everyone wore hats and there were streetcars and things in New York. And I remember seeing some footage of 
it was like one of you know one of the first video or, or I guess it would have been film cameras, just on a New York City street. Yeah, it was, it was almost like a test reel. It was just and then like, somebody but somebody added sound effects to it. I've seen those. You've seen this? Yeah. yeah. And you can see people walk by this and kind of glance at it, like, "What is what is this? Like, yeah. what's going on? Why why are you looking at that?" But most it's just people going about their business. And all those people are dead. And all those people are dead. And yeah. furthermore, you can see you can see in their body language. You can see yes, they're wearing clothes that are different than ours, but you can see the same body language you would see today. Right. Yeah. You see the guy on the corner who's just kind of like waiting for somebody. You see two people meet up and be like, hey, how's it going? You see people on like in the middle of a conversation, glance over like what's going on. But they're like in the middle of a conversation. Like it's all just human nature. Yeah. And all those people are gone. And they didn't think of themselves as the past. Yeah. They didn't, you know, they're just like, I'm busy worrying about my life here in 1908. Yeah. Um, and and yet all their anxiety, like what did it get them? So I was, uh, as you know, recently in Lebanon and went to uh, two different sites that were really interesting. One is uh, Baalbek, which is uh, ancient ruins that, that go back for four or 5,000 years. And they're like Phoenician ruins, Roman ruins, Babylonian ruins had all built on top of this. And uh, they're the most like well-preserved uh, like ruins of, Rome, of Roman architecture outside of Italy, and it's wow. like really, really impressive. And uh, because of the political situation, they don't get as many tourists as oh. uh, you might imagine. So it's like imp- really incredible to be among all these ruins um, uh, relatively by ourselves. And then uh, later went to this town called Biblos on the coast, uh, which has been one of the uh, oldest continuously occupied uh, cities in hmm. the world. So this city has been occupied for almost 8,000 years. Wow. Uh, almost 8,000 years. Of just of, of people living there. The people, because it's a port city and it right. you know, makes sense and it's a trading like, route and it's, and, you know. And it never and got destroyed. It never somehow. got destroyed. I mean, it got destroyed, but, but, but not, then it got Yeah, not like, not, not destroyed so, such that it's not a city anymore. Yeah. Just, it just it's still a lot. I mean, now exist. it's mostly a tourist place right now, but it's still, people still live there and there's right. still, you know, activity happening. Um, and then you have these ruins and citadels and, and everything else and Roman theaters, but, and medieval from the uh, uh, medieval time, a citadel that was built. And um, all those people are dead, yeah. <laughs> right? Uh, yeah. And and you think about these vast civilizations, and, and we went in the, in the National Museum of Lebanon too. They have uh, mummies mm-hmm. um, and and other things, and they have artifacts of uh, from human burials, uh, necklaces that were you know you know six thousand years old, and and it's like yeah, it's. Uh, you know, what were their anxieties? What right. were they worried about? How did they, you know, the the priests at the temples at these, you know, uh, these Roman ruins? They yeah, they they worried who about they, stuff. They were praying to stuff. They were they were yeah. worrying about things. They had anxieties. They they celebrated people's birthdays, maybe, or they yeah. they celebrated uh, the you know becoming a man or becoming a woman. Or, yeah, I mean, you, know. you, you traditionally have ceremonies, milestones for these things that are part of your development. I think that part of the reason as an adult that you lose these milestones is that there's less change to notice. <laughs> right? Well, I guess, so at milestones as a kid, it's like the development milestones, right. perhaps. They're very different from and, age, and, age two to age three. And we're not just talking about like the gold star sticker, but we're talking about like acknowledging, you know, stepping stones in your own development. Right. And then at a certain point, now you're developed. Now you're developed, right. So between the ages of 20 and 60, yeah, you got older, but... How much really changed? And, well, maybe you maybe you got married, and maybe you right. Um, you did some things, and you maybe you had, had kids, maybe right. But if you're generally healthy at sixty and at twenty, yeah, there. Are, it's not to say there aren't differences, but until you get into like the the realm of the elderly, that's when you start to have other milestones as an old person, right? You have the, um, I guess, d- decline and and old age might have certain milestones, and then also at that point though a lot of your milestones are like racking up points, right? Hmm. You get to, you know, 50 year uh, wedding anniversary or, you know, the big birthdays, like birthdays become important again. Like they're important as a kid. And then uh, they're not really that important in the middle of your life, but then it's like, ah, I'm going to be 90. Um, Hmm. So milestones. Milestones. It's nice. Yeah. All right. What's the next topic? Summer. Wasn't a topic once winter. Mm Mm-hmm. Do we do spring? We did spring. Just wait for September. <laughs> do you like summer? So, last day of school yes. was always a really fun day, but it was always a day of anxiety for me as well. The, really? In some ways. I remember feeling like the last day of school was um, was relaxing. 
Because, you know, it's like, oh, we're... It was always a little bit loose. over. I think uh, this might be a little bit more uh, revelatory or... There, I, I remember there's a little bit of anxiety about, oh, who will I celebrate with? Like of what your will, friends. Of my friends. Or will was I be... Was there a big celebration? Sometimes it would be like, oh, whose house would you go to to hang out after last day of school? What or, years are you picturing here? I'm picturing like fourth, fifth, sixth grade. Okay. Kind of late, late elementary school. Um, Okay. And this is something we talked about at I lunch don't today. Going about, over to a friend's house to like celebrate the last day of school, but not, okay. so, not like break out the champagne, right. but like yeah. I do actually Pop remember those corks. But I do remember uh, in elementary school the principal, uh, Mrs. Clark. Mm-hmm. Um, she uh, would light a sparkler on the last day of school, like in the middle of the hallway. Uh, oh, as and, wow! And she would also play. I think like a Stevie Wonder song yeah. on on the intercom system, mm-hmm. um, and it just felt fun and special. You know, here was our principal with yeah, a sparkler, a sparkler, and, and we're playing music, we're playing and, music, and yeah. it's like not the normal like Pledge of Allegiance music, uh-huh. but um, something you know a little bit loose, right? Yeah, um, get loose. And then I remember, uh, I remember one year like my mom took us to McDonald's, and it was like a big treat to go get a Sunday or something like that. But just this idea of. Uh, you know who are you gonna who are you gonna meet up with? Or this is the beginning of like the social logistics. The social logistics of summer begins begins last, on the last day of school. Last day of school, and it was anxiety producing kind for of you. Anxiety pr- producing. Yeah. yeah. Um, who do you want to hang out with? Was I don't it, know. My friends. Like, okay. You know. Or, was it about like will I make the cool the cut for the cool kids, or is it of. more like I just need some, I I need plans. I need to make my plans one way or the other. Gosh, I think it was more. It was. It was more about I just need to make my plans, and uh-huh. I'm, I'm realizing now like that's still an anxiety <laughs> I have. <laughs> that's a trigger. A trigger of like not having plans. Like, yeah. I, like, like you want to have your plans set. I, I want to know. I mean, not, not you know, not not to a. I don't want to have every minute planned out. You know, I like some spontaneity in life, but no. But I, I think I mean I, I think there's a very common, um, common problem that people have, which is uh, they want they don't want the uh, uncertainty. I don't know about people. I don't want to say people in general, but I I can understand uh, the point of view of feeling uns- feeling anxiety about plan uncertainty yeah yeah i get that so summer though summer. um i remember there's also that that saying no more teacher no more books wait no no sorry no more school right no more books yeah no more no more teachers dirty looks that's how it goes right um i scream you scream we all scream for summer for summer uh so i really i have i very uh wait for it warm feelings for summer um uh, growing up, and it just felt like I, I I loved the the big, long, endless summer days. Like these, if these you had to rank the seasons, where does is summer, you know, top, middle, or bottom? It's actually bottom, probably. Really, towards the bottom, higher or lower than winter? Well, so fall is my favorite. Okay, and I, winter, I do. There's some you ta- you, we've you, talked about. You talked about how much you liked winter. I have a lot of uh, I, I have a lot of fondness for winter. Yeah. Um, spring is. Spring is kind of, eh. Like I like spring. I love. I love seeing buds. I love seeing you know flowers. I love like uh, like me. Oh, <laughs> no, bros, you're you're a bro, uh, not a bud. <laughs> not uh, a bud. Yeah. Um, no, I. But actually, I think spring might be my least favorite. Then, just I mean, because I'm a I'm a fan of 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 many seasons. But if I had to rank them, yeah, I'm going to say autumn. Okay. Then maybe summer. Then winter. Then spring. Or okay. maybe. Maybe winter ahead of summer. So winter and summer are sort of a toss-up. And here's why for summer. Here's why summer doesn't automatically make top of the list. Uh, I, um, as you can tell, um, uh, for those podcast listeners who have uh, never met me or seen me or mm-hmm. know anything I look like, I have extremely pale skin. Okay. Um, and I want to uh, say aggressively pale. Aggressively pale. And uh, I, you know, I, I burn easily. Mm-hmm. And the sun is my enemy, right? <laughs> Uh, and so this idea of like being out in the sun, like I would get, I had several bad sunburns growing up as a kid. Right. Did you do the, did you ever, I assume you did get the thing where you're just fully burned on every part of your body from the waist up. Yeah. Like you were, you were just like out at the pool or whatever for all day and not anywhere close to sunscreen or enough sunscreen. I had several, several times I'd had blisters. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. And it was, it was. And I remember this happened, like. Sunscreen was a thing, but it wasn't taken that seriously. Yeah. Sun shirts didn't exist. That would have been nice. Uh, I didn't want to wear um, a t-shirt because I'm hot and, or, or we're at the pool. I certainly didn't want to wear a hat. Um, 
and they didn't seem to have the the variety of sunscreen we have now. So I remember multiple times when I would just get well, it's entirely did, burned. Yeah, I did. I did wear a shirt sometimes in the pool just yeah. because I was a little chubby. And like it was like that was like camouflage, like yeah. wearing it. Where if you wear a shirt in the pool, I don't know if people realize this, but if you are a chubby little kid yeah. and you wear a t-shirt, yes, and you jump in the pool, yes. no one knows you're fat. No one can tell. No one can tell. You're look. I get fooling it. everyone. You're you're you've got a choice. Your choice is you know uh, reveal your torso to the world, which is practically un, un, unimaginable. Yeah. Or wear a shirt where you're sort of saying like, there's something inside the box, but I'm not going to show you what it is. <laughs> Right, you're just like, look, it's just a box of mystery. Don't worry about Don't it. Don't worry about it. And um, and when that when that shirt gets wet and clings to your chubby body, yeah, you're still invisible. Don't worry. But back to back to summer though. In in the sun, in my my war with the sun, like we like <laughs> the war on sun. Like I, I really like, and, and, and I now do wear sunscreen pretty regularly. But yep. I hate sunscreen. It's just oh, a yeah, pain, and you have to reapply, and it's like oh, and it it just it's just a process. It's really really annoying. So. The idea, like when I'm walking um, down the street, I will seek out the shade mm. like crazy. And mm. the idea of walking across a big, open, sunny field or going to the beach in, in a big, open, sunny beach is terrifying to me. Hmm. Terrifying to me. I remember when uh, a couple of years ago with friends, we went to, uh, I think one of the beaches, you, like Jacob Reese Jacob Beach. Reese. Yeah. And it was on a... Which is a pretty uh, big beach big beach and it's like oh kind of, kind of fun and it was it was, it was an adventure we go out there and you guys went by, like by by train or something right i think we took i think we ubered there okay and it like took a long time sure. tra- we got stuck in traffic it was we waited forever for an uber to come back but which was all fine but when we got there and there's no sh- sun there's no shade right. and we didn't bring umbrellas and i'm like oh, oh this is yeah did you have a hat i had a hat i mean gosh mm. with this, this and did you have a big Big wide like uh, working in the field kind of hat, or did you, or was it a no, baseball I cap? I always, I don't have any of those hats. I just have yeah. baseball hats. Okay. Um, but, but just that that idea of there's no shade in sight, and you're just at a big open beach. Mm-hmm. Even if I have a hat, even if I have sunscreen, even if I'm wearing a, a shirt and to protect, it's 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 too mis- much. It's too, it's miserable to me. That's that's not that's not like oh, I'm here. And I, I have friends, and I know people, and I can understand. And I, I know I, people too. I know people. No, who who love like you know, give me heat, give me sun. Right. Uh, but for you, it's, and is, it is it's entirely a function of of your burnability. Burnability, and also I don't do well in the heat. I get I get some people just are sensitive to heat. I'm just independent not, of the sun. Yeah. Okay. No, I just not. I I just don't. I don't love heat. Okay. Um. So all that saying, I did growing up. Uh. I loved. Summers growing up at my childhood home, like hmm. with a big yard with a creek in the back at the edge of the property, woods across the street. Yeah, see, woods are, are, I imagine, would have been uh, your friend. Yeah. Because they produce shade and uh, they reduce heat. Yeah. And and we'd have, uh, we, had a, we had a pool and, and we'd play. play well, you had po- a pool. We had a pool. Okay. I and, didn't know that. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Did you always have a pool? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Was it ever a a dangerous thing i think of a pool as like a, a hazard um i think there i think there's a lot of anxiety around the pool in my family like my my dad uh is just in general an anxious person okay and he was always worried about people drowning in the pool well and, yeah i would uh, be too if i and and we were never allowed to be in the pool by ourselves and uh-huh. uh until you were you were a certain age and and all that but um I personally didn't have any anxiety about the pool because right. I, well, I was the youngest <laughs> kid and I, I was the one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, so, yeah, it's just a lot of and, and with with my my siblings, like we would go with especially my brother, we would go build forts in the woods. We'd uh, we'd go in the creek uh, and we'd build uh, forts in the creek or go hunting for crawfish that were there. And like it was very it was almost like Tom Sawyer esque in some ways. Like yeah. there, And uh and I just love those like endless summer days that you're just anything can happen and you just kind of It is amazing thinking back how much free time we seem to have. Now yeah. part of it is that just time moved more slowly when you're a kid. Yeah. But part of it is just the unscheduled time. Yeah. It's like, oh man, that's so good. And then you you come back in and you get a flavor ice from the freezer. <sighs> now are the flavor ice the ones where it's just a tube, a plastic it's tube. It's a plastic tube with, with that were, you know, liquid like yeah. grape grape flavored right and then you put them in the freezer you put them in the freezer yeah and then, oh, so i don't good. remember the and then you roll them rice, but they're but called flavor we call them fla- you yeah. get a big box of them from the, from costco that's I think. right and that's and yeah. then and then you'd uh you 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 twist the end almost like a toothpaste tube at the end to get the last little bit out oh, i don't remember um, that and some people were good at biting off 
uh, uh-huh. their own, and then you know, or, you or sometimes scissors. you have to use scissors. And we have those. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was that that. So I have a lot of warm feelings towards summer. Oh, I was just I was just recently on vacation and came upon a uh, a honey suckle bush mm-hmm. and that immediately that smell yes we had a honeysuckle bush on the chain link fence near my house and yeah, yeah I, it, it's still a proustian thing for yeah. me um, yeah. it's like yeah because it's it just actually planted a honeysuckle bush in our backyard s- several years ago really and the first and she was like hey i planted a honeysuckle bush and i thought oh that's great i'll i'll you know i'll enjoy it and it didn't grow like we thought it might have died mm. but we, you know we were just taking care of it and trying to give it a place to grow and water it and so on and then the second year it was like no it's still alive but it didn't really do much and it took either three or four years and then now it it thrives and it mm. produces all these honeysuckles and it's nice but i i guess maybe i don't know if it's the case for every honeysuckle because i don't know but um it took a while yeah this is a great content yeah, like uh, kind of like your summer stories. Yeah, um, <laughs> <laughs> but now summer. Uh, well, is, how, is how summer you, upon us? Summer is upon us. I don't know that it is. I feel like we're in this transition period where it's like we're getting occasional like, you know, eighty degree temperatures. Do you consider summer by the calendar or by the weather? Mm. You know, if it passes June twenty first, but it's still kind of like muggy spring transitional weather are you just like now nah, yeah I, i'm still a little bit on the academic year or i still have this kind of like memorial day is the start to summer right that, that that's kind of the difference here and then labor day is the end of summer however right. i mean the what i love about that is september is a great time to be at the beach or in other places especially if you can go um, if you're able to go because people are back in school They're all back in school as right. you can go without we all do the that. kids yeah. and families and yeah we do Wait, did, was your academic year like that growing up? No. I no. Think when it, was your last day? Because here in New York, they have school through most of June. Yeah, same here. Uh, I think our last day of school is... Meanwhile, in Oklahoma, it's it's pushed way back. Their last day of school is like mid-May. And then they go oh. back to school in like early August. No, our, ours was like, I would say like mid to late June. Huh. And then we go back to school like I think after Labor Day. Hmm. I'm not sure. Okay. I, one thing uh, we were we happen to have a, be having a conversation today at lunch, uh, and as an aside, was a conversation about like which years you consider elementary school and middle school and high school, which is not the most exciting topic, uh, but it did occur to me that there, as much as elementary school is uh, not sorry, as much as school, as much as you know primary school is such a foundational part of your experience growing up you kind of take whatever you have you're familiar with for granted and there's a lot more variety than you think i had k through six and then seventh and eighth was called middle school okay or junior high no middle school yeah and then high school what was yours uh k through five was elementary school sixth and seventh was middle school wait what did i say the first one was middle school k through five was elementary k through five was elementary Sixth and seventh was middle school. Eighth and ninth was junior high. What? And then tenth through eleventh was high school. What? Now here's the wrinkle. Ninth grade, despite being in the building called the junior high, counts on your high school transcript. Well, yeah. of course it does. Sure. But because it's a continuation from eighth grade, right? It's all the same. It's the same building. So you had four different yes, schools. That's how they do it. Because there's only one per. There's only one in town, right? There's the town, you know, the, the town only has like whatever, some tens of thousands, of whatever, let's call it 40, 50,000 people. So there's one, you know, there's like six or seven elementary schools. And then there was one middle school and one junior high and one high school, right? That's it. That's the hmm. whole town. And I guess they needed the junior high, high. I don't know. There's probably some historical reason why they have it split that way, but they have eighth and ninth together. And it, it worked out just fine because then, you know, the gap between a kid who's in eighth grade and like ninth grade, by the time, the difference between somebody who's uh, like 18 and about to graduate high school versus a kid who's like 15 is actually, that's a pretty big gap yeah. in terms of maturity. And so this way it's basically like sophomores through seniors are in the high school and freshmen are kind of like kept with the junior high kids. Hmm. So that, that worked out just fine. But in terms of kids like worrying about their transcript and how hard they worked in school and so on, there were some kids who didn't know that it was like on your permanent record. 
and mm. it was a rude awakening when they were like, well, I don't need to worry about it until, until next year because that's when I'm in high school. And it's like, oh. well, yeah, that's when you're in the high school building. But all those grades you just got in ninth grade are transcript grades. That's really stupid. Well, and not, for, of the not kids a, who didn't realize it. Not everyone it. pays attention. What's that? Yeah. I was 13 when I went to, when I was a freshman in high school. Okay. So I can't imagine. So, when, so how old were you? I turned 14 in October. Like, uh, as I, a freshman? As a freshman, yeah. Wait, so you're 14 your freshman year. I was 13 when I started freshman year. R- right, but you turned four, you turned 14, 14, so the majority yeah. of that year was you were 14. Yeah, but so I was so there 15, as a 13 year old 16. with 18 year olds. As, you so know. you didn't turn 18 until you're, so I, you went to, when you went to college, you were I was, 17. I was 17 when I was in college. That's young. Yeah, I'm like a little regular Doogie Hauser. No kidding. Yeah. He kind of looked like him too. Do, 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 do. What was that theme song? How did that go? We've talked about, that's another one of the many shows from our childhood that I know of and never watched. I watched a couple episodes, but I know of it, but yeah. I'm watching it. Back to summer, though, and turning which it. Which is our topic. Which is our topic. And and related to TV, the thing I didn't like about summer yes. was now you don't have homework. You have nothing. You, have nothing. you don't have homework, so you don't have anything to do. So it's like, hey, mom, so can I watch TV? It's like, yeah, it's all reruns. There's no there's no TV for you to watch. There's no TV all to watch. All the good TV airs when you don't have time to watch it. Yeah. Because it's the 80s, and that's how it is. That's how it is. And it's like, what's going on, 80s? Yeah. Ugh. I remember having a thought to myself, I forget what show this was about, but there was some show that I wanted to watch and it was like a little too old for me. You know, like it was pro- my parents were probably right when they were like, nah, I don't, I don't know if I want to watch this or you can, yeah, we let you watch it that one time, but it can't become like a regular thing. You always watch this show. Like one time I snuck and I watched LA Law. Whoa. <sighs> yeah. So mature. I know. I bet you could handle it. Um, so let's say it was LA law. It wasn't, but let's say it was LA law. So my parents let me stay up one time. I made my younger brother and sister went to sleep. I was still up. It was one of those like kind of summer nights. There's a rerun of LA law. I get to watch LA law. Right. So then the next week I'm like, Hey, can we watch LA law? And they're like, no, go to sleep. Um, and I remember thinking at the time, God, someday I'd just love to watch all the episodes of LA law but that's impossible oh. <laughs> because how would you ever do it? You, there's no time machine. They'll never invent a time machine. Mm. And I thought to myself, I wonder if I could write like I knew it was on what channel was it on? I think NBC. <laughs> okay. So let's say NBC. I thought, could I write a letter to NBC and ask them if they had any tapes of all the episodes of whatever the show was? Let's say it was LA law. It's like, if I wrote them a letter, do you think I could buy the tapes? Like, is that a thing you could do? I had no <laughs> idea. I was like, I don't know. I mean, and then I concluded, well, it's too much trouble. I don't like the show that much to go to all this, to like, to jump through all these hoops. And it never occurred to me that we would be in the current era where not for every show, but for many shows like LA law, you can just go find them or buy them or get them straight. Like it's, yeah. we are now in this future that I had, had kind of imagined of like, oh, I wonder if it could just be available, you know, in bulk for me to watch it at my schedule. So what's what's a show that you would like to go back to and watch in bulk now that you're an adult and now that we have uh, mechanisms for watching all those shows that you didn't so get one, to So one show, um, which I promise will be a topic, so I don't want to go into deep right now, was MacGyver. So much oh. so that when we, I was in a, I was in a, um, I forget where it was, some bookstore, this is when we, we lived in LA, and we saw, um, the you know the seasons of MacGyver on on DVD, and I bought one of them. I think it was the first season, but I'm not sure. And then I saw that um, they were all available on Hulu or something, right? So I've since watched a few episodes, and they don't hold up as well as I remember. So much I like I watched a couple episodes, and then I was almost just like, I would rather not watch them all and just like keep my memories. Yeah, totally. <laughs> like I don't savor like how much I loved them as a kid, because uh, when you you know you you kind of see it as it is yeah, yeah. more than how you remember it. I, I really want to watch and see, rewatch, I should say, Mad About You. Huh. Which is a show that That's I... That's re- what my parents watched. Yeah, I didn't I, watch I really liked it. And I really, I, I really, uh, I like, even though I knew I was gay at that point, like I knew <laughs> to myself I was gay, I really had a crush on Helen Hunt. There's okay. some, not a sexual crush, but there's something about her, you can have her character on that show. Yeah. And I really liked Paul Reiser, not in a sexual way at all, but like I just liked his, his sensibility. Would it have better if, if Helen Hunt was the man and Paul Reiser was the woman, uh, it doesn't. No, that's that not really. Yeah, it doesn't, yeah, yeah. Um, but you and, just you had an attraction to Helen Hunt's character, to her per, her, her character's personality, personality. Yeah. and I liked Paul Reiser's personality sure. too. So his and you character's found personality. their interaction. Yeah, and like their 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 
various relations and other people. I forget all the characters. I mean, some of them would come back to me. Elra or something like Ira. I think Ira. I'm not sure how he was related, but I remember that actor. Um, and actually, it's funny. Real quick on that. I think it's his name was Ira. The character's name is Ira. And I forget the actor's name. He's like a... You would know who this actor is. You'd recognize yeah. him. Um, I've seen him in shows recently. Uh, but Tim was doing a charity dance thing. Okay. And... Uh, performance is the only time I've actually seen Tim perform on Broadway um, and even though because it was an official Broadway it was on a Broadway stage but it was like a yeah. charity dance thing and then at the reception afterwards uh, I was there with Tim and we were chatting and uh, this guy this actor had played in it performed in it too and oh. so he's at the after party right and he came up to Tim or he, and he said oh you, you did great out there and, and I met him too and I was too and it was, he was very friendly and very sure. affable and, and it was just like two performers kind of chatting but and I said hello to him or I introduced myself, but I was too intimidated uh-huh. or I didn't want to be that. I wanted to be the like, New York cool yeah, to be you, like, what are you going to say? Like, like oh, oh, my oh, my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. I loved you as Ira and Mad About You. Yeah. You know what I mean? What, that's right. like weird. I, you know, I feel like there's a way to do that, but you have to be cool about it just to, because yeah. I'm sure he's heard it a million times and he'd probably say, oh, thanks. Yeah. Like, you know, like that's all, that's all it would be. But I feel like the need, like for you, it's a very important thing. It's sure. like you're sort of sharing part of yourself, but from him, it's like, yes, I've I've had you know many people because I'm a famous actor and my performance was good in the same way for a lot of people. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's yeah, like yeah. I, you inhabit who that is. I, I was just reading somewhere recently about um, actor actors and actresses who get uh, confused for each other. So this was like Lake Bell and Amanda Peet uh, commonly get confused for each other, and uh, apparently Dax Shepard and Zach Braff commonly get confused mm, for each other. Mm-hmm. So much so that apparently Dax Shepard, every time someone comes up and goes, I loved you in Garden State, he goes, oh, thanks, man. That's funny. And that's it. Because like, that's the easier way of doing it. And so it's like, he's uh, just, just roll with it. So you remember when uh, uh, there was that movie that came out a couple of years ago that upset the North Korean regime? The, uh, yes. Uh, the Seth Rogen movie, right? Yeah. What was uh, it called? I forget. The, the Imposter? Something like the that. The Interpreter? Mm, not The Interpreter. The... Uh, something with an eye. Yes, I remember that movie. I saw that movie. I didn't see it. Uh, I, I, I maybe it was just that my expectations were lowered by the whole uh, scandal surrounding it. But I, I thought it was really funny. It was right. just like you know, it was just a goofy, yeah, you know, over the top action movie. But it, yeah, that was funny. It's uh, action, it's, it's, uh, action comedy. Yeah, say. it's a movie I would see like on a plane. That's right. It, it's yeah. a perfect on a plane movie. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so I, uh, in that, in that. Bruhaha, the North Korean government like uh, uh, hacked into Sony's email system and and kind of disclosed all their emails, and that caused a whole bunch of kerfuffle around like uh, salaries and yeah. negotiations and trade secrets and all that kind of stuff. Um, but one little anecdote in some some blog or something, I picked this up that uh, the Paul Reiser yeah had written to the Sony executives. Um, and saying, hey, you know, and he's still performing, you know, stand up around. Sure. And he said, and he just, he said, hey, you know, I, I hear from people um, time to time. And, you know, some people have come to me and said, hey, they'd love to see Mad About You on, but they can't get it. So just oh, a thought, like, yeah. I think only. Basically, it's like, can we put this somewhere where people could. Yeah. And I think this was maybe pre, pre major streaming, but it was like, basically, like, oh, only the first season we put on DVD. So right. any plans on that? Could it go to Hulu? Could it go to uh, Netflix? Could yeah. it go to something? And I remember, like, whatever, like, there's some kind of snarky blog who had uncovered this and okay. they were making fun of Paul Reiser for being lame. And then. Reading it, and like then most of the comments were like, "You guys are stupid for making fun of him." This is—he's yeah. a nice guy who wasn't like he's trying to be desperate. Just, he was he, like, "Hey, he's just, hey, Sony executive, like, like, hey, you know, you know this not insignificant show we made for years and years." Yeah, and <laughs> it, it's not like, "Oh, I'm trying." It's like, "Hey, just so you know, um, some people like it, so yeah. you might want to consider, you know, putting on." Right. Um, and that, I'm one of those people. Right. No, that I, you mean, would I, love, I would. Right. You would love to. Like, we all know that we're headed toward this inevitable future where everything's available all the time for the same like low friction in the same low friction way. Yeah. And it's just that it's it's uneven right now. Right. So you have some things that are e- that are easy to get to, and you have some things that are medium, and then you have some things like this that are virtually impossible. So there's an article in the Times this week, uh, or a, a pe- uh, opinion piece in the Times uh, by this writer who rewatched thirty somethings. Hmm. Um, and cause she watched it, she's now in her forties and she watched it when she was like 13. Um, and so she said, but, and she had a whole kind of, uh, nuanced essay about this, the show and rewatching it and her, her feelings around it. But one of the, one mild observation I'll make is that she said it was very hard to actually get it. 
You had to get like you have basically you oh, have to actually retrieve you it. have to get the DVD right. somehow huh. and and that's who has I, a DVD player anymore. And then she said, and that that's when I realized how to get a DVD player. <laughs> right? Yeah. Okay. I, we the only DVD player we own is the um, external DVD drive for my MacBook that I bought in two, 2012 which yeah. was after Apple had removed the optical drives from laptops. And I was like, well, I, I still might need to like run a CD or something, which turned out to be true. Every once in a while, I'll need to run a CD. So I bought the like plug-in drive. You just plug it into your USB. And I've probably used it five times in mm. the past you know, five years or six years, whatever it is. Um, and if I had to play a DVD, that's the only DVD drive that exists in our house anymore. Is, yeah. that, is that right there? I don't think we... I used to have a PS4 or PS3. You had a PlayStation? Yeah, and I got it... Why did you have a PlayStation? Uh, first of all, slow your roll. Why are you coming at look, me? Well, look, guy who doesn't go to baseball games. <laughs> Why? It's you. You must admit that it is it would be on brand for in the same way that you're like I don't go to baseball games for you to be like I don't have a PlayStation. What are you talking about? So I, bro, bro, I, I got a PlayStation when I moved into New York into my apartment in Astoria, Queens in November of 2003. It was part of the move-in process? It was kind of part of, and I think I got it because I was like, oh, um, I'll get it because this will be my DVD player. Okay. So and it's a combo. It's a combo. Yeah, it plays DVDs. DVD so and it plays like PS2 maybe? No, I think it's PS3. PS3. I, don't know, I don't remember. PS3 actually. was, well, when it first came out, it was fairly expensive. Um, do you remember what, what, like, how much did you pay for it? I don't remember. I mean, okay. $300, I sure. think, maybe. Anyway, um, so, so it was one of those. And it felt like, oh, maybe it's a little bit, I spent a little bit more than I would have for just a standalone DVD player, but I'm like, right. oh, but it'll, yeah. and there's some, somehow it, uh, it, it seemed like a good idea. And I think I did get a couple games for it, yeah. but never really played them. Um, I'm not really, uh, I'm not too much of a gamer, <laughs> uh, is an understatement. I mean, although I have gotten back into playing uh, Mario Kart. Really? Um, yeah. So I won a Wii um, at the, at our company holiday party. They mm -hmm. had a raffle in 2008 okay um maybe, maybe. <laughs> i'm just just i'm just realizing that we are telling stories the way old people on a rocking chair on the port back in odd eight i, yeah. I want a gaming yeah. system but back then we called a we yeah so uh we are old people we are in chairs that actually do rock <laughs> right now <laughs> um, i'm just missing a pitcher of iced tea and a fly sweater i do have a, a bottle of uh sparkling water here mm -hmm. that is chill okay um, so I, then I got a Wii and I did play Wii for a while and, and, and got into it but then I kind of stopped but I, I for, from apartment to apartment for like like 15 years almost I would cart around this PS3 just in case I needed to play DVDs and that's yeah. how I would play it was DVD, your DVD player but now I mean I don't think and we brought since it, you've, I don't, you've since gotten rid of it I think so it might still be in our closet be in a box somewhere yeah. so, you, so that was your DVD player but that's only in the the modern age of DVDs. I guess it was the the age directly before our modern age of streaming DVDs. Back when we were children, all you had was reruns. Yeah, that's it. If you're and so lucky, it was sort of yeah. a drought of television. Yeah, uh, and then there'd be like the special like Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? I remember when that first aired and okay. Regis Filmon would yeah, host it, and they'd have the deal. they would do like they summer special do, programming. Right, do summer programming. Yeah, um, and I'm like, Ugh, no, thank you. In some ways. I remember TV taking up a lot of my, um, I don't know, a lot of my consciousness. Like, I thought a lot about television and how much, what I was going to watch, when I was going to watch it. And now, like, I, I don't know. It's funny now. There's almost like a similar dynamic with, like, all of the, like, um, high quality shows that are here yeah. that everyone's like, Oh, you've got to watch fill in the blank. It's That's amazing. Funny. And it's like, well, yeah, I, d uh, sure. I'm not, I'm not but, going to. So when I, so there was a period in my mid early to mid twenties, um, where I barely watched TV and right. almost by design yeah. and almost, um, where, like you. <laughs> yeah. Like I was like, Oh, um, I'm better than this. No, I kind of, well at that time there, there were some good shows, but not, it wasn't quite the golden age, um, of peak TV, but, uh, but it was also, I had this feeling of, I'm in New York, there's so much to explore, so much to do. I'm was gonna, there so much to do and explore? Kind of. Okay. You know, and I would, I would go at that, during that era. What I was would, your breaking point? <laughs> like what? I remember in my roommate tonight, we, we, uh, we binged The Wire. Oh. We binged all five seasons of The Wire. Okay. Um, after we finished, I think, did we watch Sopranos together? I think we finished Sopranos and then we did The Wire. And like, I think that's when I was like, okay, I'm, 
I'm a this TV watcher I'm now. I'm a TV watcher now. Yeah. But it was in part, it was it was less about me being snobby and being like, oh, I don't uh-huh. do TV. And it was more, um, I felt like I'd watched so much TV growing up. Oh, really? That it was almost like, How oh. much of that was um, like the overflow from your many older siblings, though? Were you just around when they were watching TV or were you choosing to watch it? Both and. And I think I just, we learned like... We learned how to sneak in a lot of TV, like we, and because that was the thing. It was like we were sneaking it most oh, of the time. Oh, really? And it was like a. So a, you really? Yeah. How does one sneak TV? Well, if my mom's out running errands or oh, you know doing quick, other let's things, turn it on. Could turn it on, and we were and really then when good the car at car pulls in. You when turn the it car part, and we would be it like, oh my god, it, it would be comic how we would quickly turn it off and run up the stairs. Everybody as if, disperses. Yes, like that scene in Ratatouille uh, when the lights go on. I don't remember us. We might have. I don't remember the sneaking being a thing. Really. Yeah, it was definitely a thing. For, huh. We were definitely stuck. The, what would the you sneak? Watch. What would be the thing? To, is it just whatever's on? Just whatever's on. Just, let's turn it on. Let's, watch, let's yeah. turn on the TV. Yeah, well, we had our shows and all that, but right. it was like whatever's on. Did you watch Price is Right when you were sick? Definitely. Okay. How would you not? I mean, that, that was like the, that was part of being sick was watching Price is right. right. So in the summer, would your parents be like, go outside and play? Uh... I don't think they commanded it, but we would do that. Yeah, and and because you have the woods, because the we have the we have the backyard and the fields, right. the creek, and then the woods. So we had a lot of different things to go off and do. Do you miss the woods? Uh, I mean, when I go to my parents' house, I, I'm there. You know, I, and do you ever get ticks? Uh, I think I think I, maybe in my life I did have one or two ticks that we found, but it know? wasn't like a tick infestation. No, okay. but although the, I remember we'd found ticks on our dogs because hmm. they were like outside dogs, basically. Yeah. Okay. The one like very strong memory I had about summer is uh, lightning, uh, fireflies, lightning bugs. Oh, I mean they came out, and we wow. were we had tons of them. It was so fun, and we would chase them, we would catch them, and we would yeah. put them in jars, and and then I'm ashamed to say that we would smear them on our feet, you know, too, or on our shoes. And it's, what? It's, yeah, because then you have the yeah. I know. I'm I didn't not, know. I'm, I didn't know. Because okay, then they'd glow. On. You'd have the, like yeah. Who cares? There's a million. They're bugs. And then the other big thing about the summer that I loved and I kind of miss is like those big, huge summer thunderstorms summer thunderstorms are are there's a sort of magical quality and then and the, to summer thunderstorms. and this is you know in in oakton virginia where i grew up outside of dc but we'd have you know big oak trees and you'd see you know the the rain would come in a good afternoon thunderstorm and like in the it just be inundating oh, and, and yeah. like and it and you'd see the tree and they i i just you know, the trees never fell but you'd almost be worried that they would and the yeah, wind coming through and, and and then after they passed there would be this eerie quality of light it'd be almost like an orange light hmm. a kind of a glow coming through and it it had this very uh i don't know it's just very otherworldly feel hmm. uh, and i love that that sense of that of the post big afternoon summer thunderstorm and that calm and yeah. the eeriness oh, is just... There's something so... I am always a little bit surprised at the at how um, deep or profound the reaction to something like weather can be. Mm. Like, And we all have a kind of a similar reaction, which is not too surprising because we're animals who have evolved on a planet that has weather. So, like, of course, you would have a re- relation to that. But especially when we, we now live in a world that's very mediated by technology, and I don't mean technology just meaning screens, but, like, you know, uh, uh, whatever, uh, climate control and, and glass um, so that we're not as in touch with, with weather. And yet something like a, a thunderstorm it if it feels like it evokes some deep like genetic memory inside of you about the importance of this particular kind of air or this light or this mm. this, this uh, environment that you're in okay what's the next topic sandals sandals that's the topic okay so sandals uh i, I want to say a few things about sandals Good. one is i want to cover birkenstock make sure mm. we cover that you want to just put a you want to pin a, a, in a, that. a pin in that right yeah um, I also want to talk about socks and sandals. Yes, which is related to the Birkenstock conversation. Uh, I c- okay, yeah. And I also want to uh, talk about the nomenclature around sandals because sometimes uh, sandals are flip flops. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes in other cultures, they're called thongs. Thongs. Yeah. And sometimes sandals are uh, just a type of shoe that uh, like women wear. It's like a fashion type of shoe. Okay. Which isn't the time of no, sandal. I understand. It's I, not I, the. It's not the same thing as it's like, a flip flop, right? It's not interchangeable with flip flop, right? We're using the same word to mean two different right categories here, right? Um, so we're sure. Where do you want to start? Yeah, let's start with socks. All right. Uh, well, sandals and socks is yeah. uh, is is a hard no. 
Uh, there are many fashion trends I have some some sympathy for, even if I might never do them myself. Mm-hmm. And that's one I it's I I have trouble just even thinking kindly towards somebody who would wear socks and sandals. The only way it's justifiable. Okay. I'm, I'm ready. Yeah. I'm trying to imagine what you could possibly say. Is your house is on fire. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And you're wearing socks. Like you were wearing socks, wearing around, socks the, right. around the and, house. And it's like you have to get outside as fast as possible. You have possible. to get outside as fast as possible. And also it's going to be wet outside That's or something. Right. It's, it's, and right. there, you have sandals right by the door. That's right. So you quickly just put them and on. And you've already got something in your hands. Yeah. And and so you, and then time is of the essence. Time is of the essence. You can't take off the socks. Your slip on Birkenstocks. Or, or or even if time isn't even if it, the time to take off the socks isn't the issue, it's cold outside. But it's the middle of the right. night. Because uh, your, so, your house is on fire in this scenario, and in this scenario, and you need to get out there, and it's okay to keep those socks on uh, with those sandals. Um, That's the only only scenario allowable. Well, okay, wait a minute. No, no, no. <laughs> and I'm trying trying to be sensitive here and That's trying right. to be generous. Um, I mean, we are nothing if not there generous. could be there could be you know you might have a medical issue, you might have a, a, a rash or something that's being treated that that maybe you have a bandage on it or something mm-hmm. where you just need some covering for it. I would argue. Then don't be wearing sandals. Then. Right, that's what I'm getting something. at. Right. It's like, what are the where's the what are the conditions where the reason why socks and sandals? Uh, ignore just the, the looks of it. The I think I think the source of a lot of the um, it looks bad because it is bad. It looks bad. It be, is bad because not because it looks bad. Not because it looks bad. It is bad because you're you're combining two things that are cross purposes. Yep. That's the that's the thing that that uh, people are objecting to it does happen to look bad but that's there are lots of things that look bad that people do anyway yeah um it's really just this idea of like uh you're you're pressing the brake and the accelerator at the same time yeah and so you could do a much better job of whatever it is you're trying to do (laughs) like let's okay let's really try to try to put ourselves in the uh mind of somebody who's decided to do this right yeah they want to wear sandals, but but their toes are cold, so they're going to put on socks to mitigate that. Or or they are worried about moisture, or they're worried about uh, blisters. Let's contrast this to something that is that is I guess chafing in the same ballpark, which is what I'm wearing right now, which is boat shoes with no show socks. Mm-hmm. Traditionally, boat shoes are worn without socks, but that can be you know your feet can get sweaty or whatever. And now they have no-show socks, which are sock material, but it's cut so that it goes below the shoe for purely just aesthetic reasons, right? You yeah. can wear white athletic socks with boat shoes. They just look crazy. Um, and so I, I am sympathetic to this idea of like, okay, you need to do some kind of moisture control for your summery uh, footwear. Mm-hmm. But sandals, broadly speaking, uh, including Birkenstocks. Especially Birkenstocks. Especially Birkenstocks. You're going to commit to exposing part of your foot. Why are you committing to exposing part of your foot if you have concerns about uh, your feet being cold or sweaty? Or well, maybe it's also a concern about your feet getting dirty. And so, again, so why are you exposing your foot if you're concerned about dirty? All of these things that the socks are solving for are better solved for with shoes. Well, yeah. In other words. It's as if you're, you know, that that old. Oh, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna butcher this, but it's the idea of like when you have an infestation of something, and then you bring in something to get rid of. You know, you, you're gonna bring in uh, snakes to kill the rats, but then you have an infestation of snakes, and then you bring in the whatever yeah, to kill like the snakes. Why then, the lady swallowed the fly? Right, I, I think that's it. Yeah. Um, and, but Simpsons did this, right? Where it's like, and then, and then, <laughs> and then, what do you do about all the gorillas? And it's like, well, come winter, they all freeze to death. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's like. Okay, so what we're going to do is the shoes are too hot or whatever. So what we're going to do is we've invented this thing called sandals, which are where we have these gigantic windows uh, in what used to be a covering of your shoe. And it's like, yeah, but now your feet are going to be cold. Okay, so now we're going to introduce this covering that is worse than the original leather covering. It's made of knit material, which has all these inferior characteristics to it. It's like, well, what about that? It's like, okay, now we're going to cut some holes in the knit. <laughs> it's like, what, what are you doing? Yeah. Um, so what about... Uh, this is an adjacent topic, but what about Crocs and socks with Crocs? Socks with Crocs. Well, like, let's just let's, just let's start, start with, with Crocs. Crocs. <laughs> um, I have okay. I'm gonna. I, I'm, I have I'm, worn Crocs before, I, uh-huh. and they were comfortable. I have to. I have to. I have a begrudging respect for Crocs. I feel like I'm. I'm like. Uh, I feel like I would wear Crocs I, if there were a way, to wait to a way to wear Crocs. Ironically, I think I would consider it. I don't think there is. There's a no, but there's there's some there's some people in 
working professionals who that's wear right. Crocs that I respect. Right, right. The, the, right. Where, where uh, you're, you're wearing clogs. If you're a, a line order cook, right, that's the, that's uh, you're, the kind or, of go-to, or uh, a nurse, or right. you know, working in a hospital or someone. They're very like, functional. Yeah, there's. Uh, I guess that's and what I, I, I. So I, this is why I can respect that. Where I can't respect sandals with socks because it has a built-in. There's a lot of things in this category where it's like kind of like um, ugly, but it works. Like there's the utility. Um, makes it admirable, even though it, it's the way you can like look at a tugboat and see a sort of a sort of like kind of utilitarian beauty, where it's like utilitarian beauty. I see a tugboat and I see beauty, beauty. Maybe that's not a good example. Um, if you can, but but in this case, Crocs, while they may not be um, say whatever you want about the aesthetics, they happen to do a really good job at being footwear for a right. chef say or a nurse. Say what you will about the form, the function is the great. The function is great, exactly. Yep. Thank you. That's much much more succinct. Uh, and so with socks with sandals... Can we just note, by the way, that I just said something that was very succinct or much more succinct than you? Like, I don't think this has ever happened. It's never happened? I, I mean, no, I just yes, want to note for... Fantastic. Like, everybody in my life who complains about me not being succinct, that I actually was able to just now be succinct. Is that all you have to say about that? Well, and I have a lot more to say about this. This is really exciting. <laughs> I could go on and on about how <laughs> succinct I just was. Please go on. Um, but I think the thing that I find um, that resonates and not in a good way about socks with sandals is the lack of utility. In other words, here's why. There are lots of fashion choices that are almost deliberately anti-utility, right? It's a, it's the... Sure, the high heels. The high the, heel. High heels is a classic example, right? High heels are, uh, are anti-utility, but they serve a fashion purpose, and that anti-utility is kind of the, you're signaling in a way, right? right? You're saying, hey, I'm wearing this thing that uh, that is uncomfortable, but but that means that I'm able to withstand that difficulty, or it makes me look good, or whatever it is, right? And so that's the trade-off, right? You're going to trade utility for some other value. And then there are the things like uh, work boots or Crocs, where it's like, well, regardless of how they look, they serve the function. They sure. are functional footwear, so no one cares how they look. There, There is no value other than the function. And sandals, it's like uh, some demon invented the thing in the bottom left quadrant of the two by two, where it's like, what if we had something yeah. that wasn't uh, very good at its job? In fact, it, it had some significant flaws in its utility and was universally regarded as being unattractive. But the, but the here's why I have, I'm just going to take the, the other side of this for a moment. I'm going to make two observations. I have in my life had ill-fitting sandals or flip-flops where I did get, uh, you know, irritation between okay. my uh, big toe and, and second toe where the sandal... Uh, like the flip, the flip-flop... The, the, the choice, thong part? I don't know, the yeah. thong part of it, right? Yeah. Um, and so I could see somebody who wants to avoid that chafing of that experience and the socks would help uh, ameliorate well, but that. But then do you have to do the thing where you like wedge the sock up between your toes yeah. to make room. Yeah, God, yeah. that always felt so haphazard. It felt yeah. like the sort of thing that a kid would come up with and your parents would be like, fine. It's like tucking your shirt into your underwear. Like it, I guess technically works, but no one does that, but you're a kid, so who cares? Like that's what that feels like to me. Wait, no one tucks their shirt into their underwear? I hate to break this to you. <laughs> <laughs> um, Seriously? Okay, well, wait. Do you tuck your shirt into your underwear? I tuck my undershirt yes. into my underwear. Into your underwear. Yeah. You're not. You're not punking me. <laughs> I, mean, I do want me. To, I can show you right now. That's good radio. Um, I'll take your word for it. Yeah. Wait. So you're telling me that the lay. Okay. So if we look at the layers, we start with, and we're just talking about your hip. Let's say the the thing that the area that is most layered, right? Yeah. Okay. You have skin, and the next layer is undershirt, and the next layer is the waistband of your underwear. Is that weird? I, I don't. I don't know what to say about that. I. I mean. I'm. I mean. Maybe I'm weird. Yes. My first reaction is that's weird. Why are you doing that? But like, no one has ever uh, said anything <laughs> to me about this. Okay. I'll, like, I'll. I'll just speak for myself. Yeah. Um, I. I consider <laughs> the underwear to be the bottom layer. Well, sure. On I, top I mean, of that goes your it, undershirt. Yeah, the underwear is the bottom layer. On top of that goes but, your pants. So here's what I, what I put on my underwear. Yes. And then I put on my undershirt. Okay. And then I tuck my undershirt into my underwear. You're not kidding. This is not, a, you're not doing a bit. I'm not doing a bit. <laughs> and then I put on my shirt and then I put on my pants and then I tuck the shirt into the pants. And the reason I do this is because uh, I've, I've been doing, it's become my thing for uh -huh. many, many years now is because I think when I first, earlier when I did it, uh, the undershirt would always like 
come up yeah okay and and get unbunched and uh yeah i i I, I understand so i'd have my undershirt hanging right so you're like you're like why not employ this this elastic waistband that i that's that's just the right spot look so i follow the logic of that yeah I'm st- I'm still com- I'm still getting. But it's not it. all. It's it's not the shirt. It's like the it's the the undershirt kind of is 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 held by the elastic waistband of my of my underwear, and it's just beneath the waistband. So it's right. not like going all the way down. No, I understand. Right? It's not you like know. you're doing the extra long like Victorian no. nightdress. No, no, no. It's no. just a it's just a it's, little it's just, bit. Of, it's an inch still, of fabric yeah, being held in place. It's the I am using the elastic waistband. Yes. To hold. Look, my undershirt like I say, in place, and, th- and, and that the, makes but sense. The, but the, my my underwear, if you if if you know, you must. It's, they're boxer briefs. Okay, and they, they're still. I must know. They're, <laughs> they're still uh, guarding the goods, right? There is still the single layer between my thigh and your pants, right? So they're still serving their protective purpose, right? It, so it's not. The, it's not as if the undershirt's getting into the into the region that a underwear is generally protecting. Correct. Right. It's just it's doing double duty. Yeah, it's like it's, since it's you're the here, wa- the waistband of the underwear is doing double right. duty. The, previously, the waistband's job was only to hold them up, and now it's like you know what? While you're here, just you know, yeah. hold hold on to this uh, this tail of this undershirt yeah. while you're, while you're at it. Yeah. Look, like I said, I I totally follow the logic. Never have I ever even considered doing this. Um, okay, well, well, uh, listeners, call in. <laughs> yeah, please call right. Uh, right to the uh, to the address on your screen. Yeah. Uh, sorry, call, Tennessee. Call now. Uh, operators are standing by. Yeah. Sorry, Tennessee. Nice, uh, nice uh, callback. Thank you. Um, um, but but back to snocks on sandals. Snocks. Snocks too. <laughs> uh, we haven't really gotten into Birkenstocks. Can we? I mean. So no, I actually I was going to make another defense of socks with sandals. Like okay. the, one is like the if you have irritation. Of uh, the sandal, you know, bare right. sandal, uh, the, the thong of the sandal. But why? Why are you pushed? In other words, I feel like committing to sandals is something that light, is done. It's lightweight. It's there it's are lots like, of things that are lightweight. That's the thing. In the modern, there are plenty of cho- I, shoes I, that are I, lightweight. I got, I got you. The other, the other contrarian uh, point is that I think that um, some people, or many people, perhaps, who wear socks with sandals. Are contrarian, and they know that it that, that you just, might have a problem with it, and they're doing it to cause a problem. D G A F. So right? there, yeah, I get it. There's there. So are you saying is it the crunchy like um, hippie, you know, Subaru driving, dog having, camping enthusiast uh, wearing sport sandal? Like, is it this kind of um, anti-establishment, stick it to the man? No, angle? it's a little bit like uh, Big Lebowski or uh, remember that that Will. Farrell video that he did to launch Funny or Die, okay. where he's called the landlord, and is Will Farrell uh, with his with his with, um, with like a, with, yeah. with I think it was Adam Scott Adam McKay or someone's young you know three year old or two year old right. daughter and he's, and he's shouting at and, her and she is his landlord right. coming to where's my money yeah. and he's wearing like a bathrobe right. and looks schlubby right and looks like a deadbeat who's behind on rent and at my image of him and I don't think. I, I haven't seen this video in many years, and I, I can't report on what it actually looks like. But is that he's wearing socks with sandals? I, isn't I think that's a variation of the um, run out of the house because it's on fire scenario that you're talking about, where it's like I was just wearing socks. I'm just in my house no, wearing socks. No, I think there's like a uh, there's a, and I'm going to toss on sandals because somebody knocked at the door. No, I think there's a you don't like think it's an, that. An, you know, uh, an internet commenter who is, you know, down in his like basement so all day. So usually those people wear, you know, sweatpants because they're comfortable. There's a, uti- again, going back to the or utility. No, yeah. There, there is a utility. And they're wearing socks with sandals because maybe, here's it, maybe the socks because it's cold or whatever and they're not, and they don't want to wear shoes and uh, sandals because their floor is slippery with just socks. And it's the minimum. Okay. So if it's the slip-on kind where it's just one single band up over the middle part of your foot and yeah. so you can just kind of slip them on and off. Uh, that makes sense to me for the reason you just described. And it's like, okay, so I really just want to wear socks. Socks is fine, but it's slippery or wet or gross or whatever. So it's like, it's basically a version of shower shoes. So it's like, okay, I'm going to do that. I, I think it's when you get into like, I'm going to strap on these sport sandals and go go out with that. Yeah, as so my, I, guess, I guess that's the thing. It's it's like inside the house and outside the house, right? right? Or, yes. or a transition. Inside the house, I have a lot of um, under more, empathy for people just doing kind of whatever because it's like, it's your house. Who cares? Right. Um, but it's like you're going to go out into the world. There are the norms around dressing that you're either going to conform or, 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 or go against. And then there is a heightened um, utility function where because you're out, out and about, you're outside, 
your your clothing or whatever is whatever your is that you're wearing has to do more work. Yeah, I, I think that's right. I think the other use case I just thought of though is when you said the single band uh, across yeah. you slip on that I can picture people who wear that post uh, post athletics. Yeah. So it's like you, you change out of your uh, soccer cleats, okay, um, or your. Uh, some you're might still say wearing your, your, your football. Your, your football. Uh, some cleats. might say that. Um, or you, but you still are wearing socks, and you're, you know, or you're. So it's a. Uh, if you're just going out into the world wearing, nothing, you know, having socks and sandals as your whole mode, then that's weird. But if it's a transition thing, that's, if you're wearing it in your oh, house, sure. If it's a, Again, but there's but there's a logic there. I think we're we're taking off the table all the things where you can explain it. You know what I mean? Where you're just like, oh, yeah, it's because he was – obviously, he's still wearing his socks from soccer, but he took his cleats off, and so now he slipped on his sports sandals. It's like, well, yeah, that's not interesting. That's just an explanation. What we're talking about is the person who got up, put on their otherwise, you know, more or less normal clothing that no one would notice, and then was like, I'm going to put on socks and then these sandals. And it's that combination (laughs) that – and it's again, it's it's pressing the brake it's, and the accelerator. It's the premeditation. It's the premeditation of something that doesn't make any sense, or it does in a way that I'm I'm missing. Okay, what's the next topic?